I'm David Gazzarotto. And I'm Jared Cameron. And we, we are, are Talking, Talking People and Tech. Tech. Dorky Jared, don't you? <laughs> yeah, so I really much. do. Yeah? No, it doesn't feel right yet. It's like when you put yeah. on a new pair of clothes, a new pair right. of jeans, and they don't fit yet. Okay. <laughs> Sounded great. That's Sounded why Jared great. heads up change for yeah. us. <laughs> He's just so good with it. It's fantastic. Uh, come anyway, we're here. People and Technology Podcast. Sorry, the Talking People and Tech Podcast at the HR Tech Fest in New Zealand. And we have with us Linda Shearer, the head of People experience mm-hmm. at zero. What a great Kiwi company too. It is. Global it is. company in fact. Yes, but. it is. We are world domination is what we're aiming for. Yeah, well welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you for having me. some time with us. Yeah, happy to. And you just come off uh, off stage from your pr- presentation. Have, How'd I that have. go? I, th- I think it was okay. I finished up earlier than I uh, thought I might. Yeah. You know, I did one run, run through and I was yeah. pushing it for time and then I did another and I kind of landed on time. So well, that's good. I obviously got overexcited on stage. But the good yeah. thing was it opened up for questions. Yeah, it's always so good. People always could pick my brains if they wanted to. No one ever complains if you give them some time back. Exactly. No, they yeah. don't. Yeah. Hey, Linda, what were you talking about on stage? What was sort of the, the, the so, topic? So my, my topic was um, uh, developing leadership capabilities and creating environments where people can flourish. So in essence, I was trying to uh, talk about how at Zero we are creating a coaching culture of leadership and some of the programs of work that we have to make sure that our people are thriving and uh, talk to just about a couple of tactical programs that we have underway um, and a bit on wellness. So my focus was called talking about um, the PERMA model and mm-hmm. how we are trying to implement that at Zero, and how you get a business sort of <laughs> primarily of... Uh, engineers to put wellness and using the language of positive psychology in their day-to-day and how's that going for you yeah well it's, <laughs> it's, it's not always easy um and we're in the very early stages of um implementing that but our from a px perspective or uh, which is short for people experience um our PX, another new one yeah, another new one yeah nice. yeah so i and actually i talked a little bit about why we're people experience yeah. so moving from the traditional hr and into and um the whole people experience or the human experience of from mm. when you first engage with zero right through to when you're um, onboarded and your career's growing and all of those good things. So we're, we're more than just a place to eat your lunch. It's right. kind of what we're, we're trying to achieve. Yep. Yep. Um, and our value drivers... <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> well, yeah, right? It's not, just, it's not just a paycheck. It's about how you're really yeah. connecting to purpose and that you're flourishing uh, in your role. And our uh, key value drivers, I believe, belong and flourish. So is, is what we're doing from a people mm. experience enabling people to believe? Is it enabling, enabling them to belong and can they flourish? Yeah. And, uh, and then we're trying to weave that into all of our programs and teaching managers how to think that way as well. Mm. Interesting. We, um, we had a great conversation recently with um, uh, a lady from Atlassi- Atlassian oh, yes. who is awesome. Um, and she's the, she focuses on what she calls diversity and belonging. Yes. And so I'm picking up on that value just mm. um, about around belonging. Yeah. And what, what it, I'm interested to see how that's, you know, that, how that's driving or uh, driven within your organisation because I think there's some really interesting stuff that plays out around that notion. Mm. Yeah, and I talked about this a little bit on stage um, 
belonging very much plays into the the DNI space. And um, Bill session, he asked the question, yeah. "What came first, diversity mm. or yeah. inclusion? inclusion? Like the D or the I?" Yep. And our focus is very much on the I because we're already relatively diverse. Yeah. If you look around a room, yep. um, but if you're not an inclusive organisation, then you failed before you've even started. Really, yeah. so everything yeah. that we're trying to do uh, is partly about education because we're, we're on a journey of getting mm. people to think about DNI. But everything that we're trying to do is about creating an inclusive organisation and mm. making sure that people have a sense of belonging, like they, they are connected yeah. to what we're doing and that they feel like they can bring their whole selves to work. Yep. So, um, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that was the key, the, the, the key message I got out of that, um, that, that chat, um, which I'm hearing from you as well, is, is inclusion is, is actually, it's almost, if you talk about positive psychology, it's a less positive concept mm. than belonging. Belonging is... You know, mm. here's a place where you can come and be yourself, and which is yeah. the stuff that, that Bill was talking about earlier as well. Mm. Inclusion almost talks to um, the notion that we've built something um, and we want to include you. So yeah. come over here and yeah. we'll try and make it work for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, well, you take yeah. it back to the, the, the root cause of both those words, include versus belong. Yeah. You know, I feel like I belong there versus I feel like you've chosen to include me. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think it does. I think it's an interesting one, and the language is so important in our world. Yeah, totally, mm. and um, and that's part of what we're also educating people on as well. Yeah, because um, it is a change in people's behaviour, and it's a change of mindset, and it's um, uh, we've got um, DNI training that we're rolling out across the business as well, which is intended as it's kind of an introductory session and to introduce the concepts of mm. DNI and unconscious bias and that kind of thing. But we always start those sessions with. Um, the intent and yep. the place that people are coming from because mm. they are on a journey and they're learning and let's not hold it against someone if they use a term like um, guys, like a simple. So some people yeah. get um, offended by that notion because you're talking to a wide group of people mm. of all genders mm. and you're referencing guys whereas yeah. other people aren't, aren't coming at it with that intent or don't recognise that some people may be sensitive to that term. So um, because it can be such a charged topic at times, DNI, and i mm. trying mm. to... Um, bring it right back and go the intent of what we're trying to do is to, to educate people and we're on a journey but let's mm. remember that and come from a place of kindness when we're engaging with each other yeah so mm, the hot mm. topics aren't they because it's they stuff are. that does, gets you know bashed around in the media a bit too doesn't it so you know h- hard things for organizations to grapple yeah. with i think yeah, yeah. but it's they're important from a strategic yeah. standpoint and i'll you know full disclosure i'm a um, uh, a happy and um, successful investor in um, in Zero bought Good. shares in when they were about five dollars a share and at forty now. Yes, yeah, I so think it's a little higher than that now. I think it's, it? I think oh. it's closer to forty five. Whoa, you're beauty. Yeah, well, that's me done for the day. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, one of the things I look for when I'm investing my own money in companies is um, what's happening in their organisation, what's their strategy. But because I'm in the HR space, um, I'm really conscious of what they're doing around people. Mm. And, you know, I like, you know, the fact that there's such a, uh, an important focus at zero on, on the human side. And, you know, as a tech company that you could probably attract anyone you wanted with a brand name like Zero. Um, so uh, help me understand a little bit about how you guys, um, you know, uh, uh, get picky with the workforce that you, you're trying to create. What are, what are some of the, the, the ways in which you curate your, your talent, I guess? To yeah. Well, I mean, I'd almost I'd, I'd challenge the idea that we can 
can be picky. Well, we, well, we, yeah. we probably can. It's probably the that, wrong word, you know. Yeah, that we. Um, having said, we should choose our words wisely. <laughs> that probably wasn't a wisely chosen word. No, well, I think um, I think we have a great brand in NZ. So yeah. I think to a certain extent, you know, in, um, in a Michael Spotify session, he was talking about the number of applicants that, yeah. that they get, and I think certainly we get a large number of applicants. But then because we're in the tech company or the tech industry, rather, it's actually attracting. We can't just rely on Zero, the brand, to pull in that talent uh, and mm. then when we look at the workforce and people are looking for things like flexibility and being able to do their side projects or what is it like what what is their dni strategy yeah. what is what is my career going to look like if i join your company rather mm. than just having a cool brand on my cv so the challenge for us is um from an evp perspective is selling all of that stuff through the recruitment process and making sure that we are and we're just really um relaunched our careers video so mm-hmm. we've done a whole bunch of work to try and capture the essence of what it is to work at zero and that talks about what your purpose is and what your passion is outside of zero mm-hmm. and how if you bring that into your role that you'll be really successful that we want that kind of diverse thinking mm-hmm. versus oh you're a you're a strong developer you've got loads of experience cool mm-hmm. but what else can you bring to the business yeah it's interesting um, yeah, it, it, that talks to we're hiring the whole person Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I think the world we're in now, we we don't we don't easily compartmentalize anymore. So it's really important that we are enabling people to feel like they can be themselves. Yeah. They don't have to have a work persona, a life persona, yeah. um, and all that becomes valuable. It becomes part of your DNA, then, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it means you have to think about a lot of things differently, doesn't it? If you're going to hire the whole person, then you know they come warts and all, to put it bluntly. So mm. you know sometimes they're having good days, sometimes they're having bad days, and I think. You know, a progressive employer, I think, needs to needs to recognise that and give give employees flexibility sometimes as well. Yeah. So, you know, they can they can deal with the things they have in their life they need to deal mm. with, and I think that's part of it too. I think you know we talk a lot about a uh, flexible work environment, and we talk a lot about you know how do, how do people sort of feel like they're getting the right sort of experience at work, and I think it's about um, it's about understanding different people need different things. You know, yeah. it's not necessarily one size fits all for no. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's kind of where, um, again, thinking from a from a PERMA perspective as a well-being perspective, mm. thinking about the whole person mm. and recognising if something's gone a bit wonky for someone in another aspect of their life or at work, mm. taking everything into consideration and yeah. what, how are we supporting that person rather than just going, oh, well, you haven't delivered to yeah. X, Y, Z, therefore it must be a performance issue. Yeah. Well, oh, how's the manager supporting that person? Is the manager mm. capable? Is it because, mm. you know, in my experience, anytime you're having performance conversations with someone, you know, a lot of the time it's actually the manager's fault because yeah. they've mm. not, you know, yeah. So um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're doing around um, leadership training to try and create a coaching culture mm. to implement um, servant leadership and to make sure that our managers are recognising mm from a well-being perspective when th- when things aren't going right and yep. that we're because zero can be a bit full on right it's like super fast paced yeah. there's not a lot of recovery time it's always on you, like we're always connected to mm. our phones and when you're dealing with people in different time zones there's always stuff coming at you mm. um, and that can be hard for people and we've got to recognise when people need a break <laughs> and um, make sure that our managers know how to manage those conversations yeah. as well yeah I presume you have it. You would have a fairly um, high proportion of virtual workers too, or remote workers who aren't actually um, in the physical office environments as much. Is it <laughs> something that you're able? Yes, yes, and no. So it's quite interesting. A lot mm. of our, um, most of our employees are 
based in an office. Right. We do, we do have a portion of people who are permanent yep. uh, home workers, but most of them work in an office, but the vast majority of our business are, have a key stakeholder who is in another region. Right. So by nature, yeah. you're working with someone okay. remotely that you're not physically yep. with, although they are based in an office, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Because I think that is challenging... Um, management and leadership in the in the mm. modern age too. The the fact that um, Jared's one. Yeah, you know, Jared lives in Christchurch. Mm. Most of his no one in your team is in Christchurch. They're not even in the same country as me. No, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, so they don't speak the same language. Well, yeah, I suppose you could say the Australian accent is a different language. Could <laughs> yeah. I, I find. I mean, there's little things that are hard about it though, right? Like time zones are a good example. Yeah. One of my teams in Perth and. You know, sometimes I get up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I want to solve this problem and I want to get on the phone. I'm like, oh, it's going to be 5 a.m. That's not that's not appropriate. So mm. sometimes just the little stuff can catch you out. And I've got on my Apple Watch, I slide across one screen and I've got all the different time zones yeah, loaded yeah. up so I can look at it at any time of the day. And but, So there is some practical stuff as well. But I take your point, you know, the whole virtual working setup, it's possible, but... Mm. People have to change the way they work. You have to use instant messaging services. You have to mm. you have to communicate differently. I've found, mm. and there's still some face to face needed. You can't it can't be an extreme absent. You, can, you can't never see someone face to face. Yeah, you guys are really big on using video conferencing, though, aren't you? I'm yeah. So we use um, <coughs> excuse me. We use um, Google for everything. So we use um, Hangouts. Hangouts. And yeah. Uh, all the um, most of the meeting rooms have a Chrome box, so you can just like basically hit a button and you're connected to someone face-to-face, which is awesome. But there is an element of needing sort of the – you can never underestimate the human element, right? And um, having the opportunity to connect. So where we can, we try to do that. Mm. Um, But for some some roles, that's just literally not possible. So you have to rely on using technology, and that requires a bit of work on Mm. both parts because it's harder to build that Mm. rapport and connection when you're doing it completely – virtually we found video was really big for our business though i mean um we sort of timed rolling out video close to when i did a lot of remote working from christchurch and that's really been a game changer for me just just Mm. seeing customers seeing seeing Mm. the team i don't know there's something just that added extra dimension made a difference and i can't really maybe it's been able to read the the, the physical cues a little bit better and understand whether something's landing or not but i find it really hard now when i get to into a meeting with a with an with another with a client and they're not yeah. on video. I find oh, that really oh. difficult now. Yeah. I agree. I'm absolutely rubbish on the phone. Like I just you lose all the visual. <laughs> and, and what are we doing? Running a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. just do a voice to, only, Jared. Do we listen though? Right? It's hard to stay. We had a um, a call. This is a little while ago. Now we had a call with a, a vendor. They were pitching some tool or software, um, but it was an it was a dial in. Like mm. you had to dial in. Yeah. Punch in your pin code. And um, and then naturally that didn't work and there was issues connecting and we were all sitting there going like, oh God, we've forgotten how cruddy mm. this was. Like, yeah. Because you're so used we've, to video and the benefits of that. Yeah, and it was really frustrating. It was a terrible call um, because you just didn't, yeah. you didn't tune into it. Yeah, I agree. And look, we, I mean, we did town hall on Friday night with our business and you know we had people that were at home I mean like I was getting ready to go out for dinner because the time zones were a little bit clunky so I I had the phone set up on a on a mantelpiece with my video turned off but I was able to see what was going on and I don't know just the video just it just works it just really makes things seamless doesn't it yeah so segueing from that a little bit and looking at technology for you know in the the HR and talent domain um, have you used any of that video technology for um, talent acquisition than the 
the yeah, we've, process? Yeah, we've trialled a little bit of it, actually, yeah. so um, that people can do, like, uh, essentially a video screen. Yeah. So you update, <coughs> excuse me, you uh, send in your resume and then it um, responds and it, mm. uh, you can set the questions, someone records and sends it back in. So we haven't done it for all roles because mm. um, there's an, un- uh, an unconscious bias piece that we want to make sure we're not... Um, yeah, you know, fostering inadvertently. Yep. Um, but for some roles, it's been really useful to help um, get a sense of the person and what they're all about, and they can mm. ask questions back. And um, so it's been quite cool. We've yeah. done it a couple of times. Yeah, I yeah. think those sorts of technologies that are, are really helping to break some of those barriers down, um, particularly if you're looking for very specialised roles and you're going mm. to a global market for them too. It's mm. very hard to shape the, the in-person pieces there. So leveraging technology is a really critical way of yeah. enabling that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do, you, do you think? Um, to get that to the next level of maturity around video, we heard a fair bit of discussion about values this morning with Spotify, mm. right? Do you think that if people could have a better understanding of what your organ- the organisation was like, you know, sort of a bit of a glass door look inside, kind of like how Spotify showed the video, mm. that might really change and shape the type of videos you get back from them. I'm sort of, when you said, oh, we, you know, people can send in some videos of themselves and they're answering mm. questions and stuff, I have this picture of someone wearing a suit in their <laughs> underwear in their bedroom, you know, on their webcam, <laughs> that yep. kind of thing, which is not very real, mm. right? Whereas I was sort of thinking, wouldn't it be great if they felt comfortable just to sit in their living room and they're dressed comfortably, you know, kids, are, dressing gown. kids are racing around in the background <laughs> and they're just saying, hey, this is me, you know, like, and I'm awesome, and this is why I'm awesome. You know, yeah. wouldn't that be great? People don't feel comfortable to do that, right? They feel mm. like they have to put on a, an image. But yeah. uh, I was having this um, conversation just earlier, um, similar sort of topic when people come in for an interview at zero, and they'll come in with a you know suit or a suit and tie and a suit mm. jacket, similar to how you guys are dressed. Yeah, you look great, by the way. Oh, um, Dapper. Dapper. <laughs> Um, no ties, though. Yeah. Wish this no ties. Wish yeah, this so very was, uh, was, was video, not radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at zero, like, we're super casual, so yeah, it's jeans no and T-shirt. Wears that. But, yeah. but people come into an interview because they want to impress and they want to look sharp, and that you can't fault them for that. But then it's really funny when you see, you know, so new starters will come on board, and day one or day two, they'll, they'll mm, dress like that. And then it's sort of by day down. three, four, then they're in their zero T-shirt and their jeans again. Yeah. But it's the same sort of thing. Like, we would love to see, and we do tell people through the interview process Hey, it's really cash. Come in, dress dressed as you yeah. you know as you normally would. Um, lots of people are coming from their current jobs, so you can't hold that against them. But same sort of concept, like you want people to come, yeah, dressed how they mm. how they dress. How, how, like how, they how do they calibrate to that though? Because I mean, I've I've spoken to literally hundreds of hiring managers through the years and the underlying message has usually been you need to dress to impress you need to show me you care about the job you've got mm. to I mean I've had hiring managers say to me if you don't wear a tie to your you know to your to your interview I don't want to know about you and, and in my my personal opinion I wouldn't want to work in that employer yeah, if that, yeah, if so that mattered school, so much yeah. but um, but I sort of you know how do people calibrate to that because I think it would be great if you had someone turn up for an interview and they were wearing and they were they were modelled off your culture wouldn't that be fantastic totally you yeah. know, but people are afraid to do it. Yeah. I, I personally probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, you know, you, you, even you though you have look... told me that yeah, I yeah. should. <laughs> exactly, but then you're like, oh, but should I? I want to look smart and I want to yeah. look like I'm serious. Yeah. And um, but yeah, we're trying to shift. That. It's like you know, it doesn't matter what you wear. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. It's <laughs> Very good. How do we get on talking about that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Great. We've all sorts of things. <laughs> we have. Yeah. yeah. Very oh. good. So, um, any parting thoughts about what's ahead for 
for um, zero? You're, are you in a high growth stage still? You, still, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's tapered off slightly because yep. we want to make sure revenue is mm. exceeding um, oh, come people's on. growth, obviously. Yeah, well, you're publicly and listed. So, yeah, 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 we're on the, you know, on the, on the path to people break even. People see everything now. Yeah, yeah. But, no, we're still definitely still definitely hiring. As always at zero, we have, you know, um, you have the budget and you have the headcounts locked in for the year and then there's yeah. always additions that creep in because we've spun up a new um, a new product mm. um, pod here or there. So there's, uh, that's what makes it fun, though, because it's, yeah. it's never um, static. Yeah. So definitely um, lots of the same challenges for us in terms of where do you where do you find that talent, where mm. do you house that talent, mm. um, and also just us continuing to scale for that growth yeah. and making sure that we are um, retaining the magic that got us to today, but also having a bit more rigour around what we're doing and, and what outcomes we're delivering to. Yep. So that's the kind of shift. We're, we're in that kind of growth mode, but trying to also mature as a company. So it's a really cool time to actually be um, part of Zero. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much for spending some time with thank us. Thank you for having me. And uh, enjoy the rest of the conference. I will. It's yeah. awesome. And Excellent. we'll catch you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jared. That was the Talking People and Tech podcast brought to you by Alight Solutions. Thanks for listening. Subscribe now to catch our next episode.